With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, one member of the first family is uh, getting put out to pasture. They decided he was a little uh, too over the hill and a little out of sorts. Um, farewell to Major Biden. The first dog was a little out of control in the White House and they're sending him back to Wilmington, Delaware. Someone's going to tell Joe he doesn't have to go with him, at least not yet. Also, Megan and Harry, 24 hours later, people are kind of doing their research and finding out Megan might just be full of crap. She doesn't really want to be left alone out of the spotlight to raise her little family. I think Megan wants to be a queen. We will get Tom Shattuck's take on all that. Um, Democrats want to give $1,400, your money, to murderers on death row. What does a person on death row do with $1,400? We'll ask that question. And Dak Prescott gets paid does he ever all that and a lot more in today's callahan podcast brought to you by dcu why do dc members love their free checking accounts it's simple no monthly maintenance fees no minimum balance no strings attached what's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking account dcu members can get paid up to two days early zero monthly maintenance fees zero monthly balance zero reasons not to switch they'll even remove the hassle switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan podcast. All right, the question we, I have right off the bat, I'm going to ask this question. Hopefully Shattuck or Colleen can answer this for me. I know we learned last night that poor major major, the, uh, the elderly German shepherd, mangy German shepherd that belongs to the Biden family, uh, Major and uh, his uh, little buddy Champ, who's much younger and apparently much better behaved, but we know they have been shipped off to Delaware for uh, acting up in the White House, or at least Major. Major was like biting everybody that walked by. He was he was out of control. So they said, "Enough of this. He cannot be in the White House." They're sending him back to Delaware, back to one of Biden's you know, four or five mansions in Delaware. My question is, does Biden go with them? I mean, someone's got to go with them, right? 
you can't just send dogs alone. Some there has to be a caretaker there. So wouldn't it solve all the problems for, for the White House and maybe even for the country? Um, I shouldn't say problems. All the concerns. If Biden just went, sat on the front porch in a rocking chair, major and and champ can prance around the yard and you know whatever, bite the mailman. He can do what 78-year-olds in cognitive decline are supposed to do. <laughs> he can put the radio on, listen to the, the, the Orioles game. <laughs> listen to the big Orioles spring training game, have himself some country time lemonade, maybe you know, get a get a book, uh, fall asleep, reading chapter one, do what you do, have some soup, you know, get get to bed early and let and we can all just stop this pretense that Susan Rice can d- deliver the uh uh, State of the Union. Do you see any flaw in my my case? Well, I mean, how is the dog not aggressive in Delaware? How is it just simply Tom, the term? Tom, Tom, I got to break it to you. All right, I got to break something to you. The dog is a prop. The dog wasn't in Delaware. The, no one ever saw the damn dogs. He was vice president for eight years. No one saw his dogs. He was on the campaign trail. He was, uh, you know, front row center. I, I I don't think. I think it was. A, a consultant said, you need a dog. Donald Trump was the first president in like a yep. hundred years. He didn't have a dog. And he said, oh, you know, my, whatever. One of his kids, maybe Hunter, or maybe his daughter had a, a dog. And they said, well, we'll get the dog. And we need two dogs because, you know, we want to overdo it. And maybe the young dog will keep that vicious old dog in check. So they said, bring him in for the photo op. You could tell that they didn't really care about the dogs. The dogs weren't even groomed. They were all mangy. They hadn't been- <laughs> Like, like for a dog for a dog to live at the white house don't you think they should have gone through some significant training like who's the guy uh caesar milan they had, they had training when they, they told us that they had training they got a diploma you know for, they did yes for their positive attitudes Jay. oh P-A-W. that's right I they got diplomas get, they, they, they had one time one time in the spotlight we played it we could play it again because it is truly the most embarrassing indictment of the media is when they came out they told Joe it was Valentine's Day. It was like three <laughs> days before Valentine's Day. Jill put big paper cardboard hearts up in the front, uh, self lawn. And uh, everyone said, oh, it's so nice to have a, a, a first lady who's empathetic and cares. And she put these things up. It said unity and love. And he's kind of, you know, wandered around the grounds the way he does with his coffee. And one of the reporters, <laughs> did we ever find out which one? A grown man, a grown man, a working journalist said as biden was walking away we love your dogs <laughs> they were asking uh champ policy questions yeah that's that's a time when me when when biden who was shuffling around the, the grass which was already tough to watch gave his coffee with no cover to sweat right. and she took it she drank it but Some- where would where would an over the hill half senile dog learn to be hostile when confused jerry i don't see uh, I don't <laughs> Did the dog and, call somebody fat and uh, threaten to uh, to fight him out back? It's a good, and it wasn't like a good guard dog. I mean, some German shepherds are they're smart, they're vicious, but they're smart and they attack the bad guys. This guy apparently, you know, I mean, you know, maybe he interrupted one of Biden's session, uh, one of Hunter's. Hunter was in the, uh, you know, in that room that Clinton, <laughs> that dark room that Clinton used to use. He was in there doing lines with his, uh, you know, thirteen year old girlfriend or something, and that and Hunt and. And uh, Champ disrupted things because, you know, he's trained. Maybe he's a trained drug dog. Sniffs out the <laughs> drugs. Every time Hunter came in the Oval Office, boom, he took a chunk out of him. 
it, it is. And I know we've done this many, many times and we'll continue to do this. If this were Trump, there would be an all out effort to get to the bottom. Oh, yeah. There would be a million questions for Kaylee McEnany today on the, at the podium saying, what did the dog do? How you know, is the dog not trained? I mean, do you, is it really a pet of yours or is it a prop? There would be, <laughs> this would be the big story. It'd be bigger than Megan and Harry. And we'll get to them. We'll get to them. Cause I think, you know, I feel like I've been vindicated and Colin Ain's been proven wrong. Cause we debated this yesterday, but we'll get to it. Colin Ain. We have to wrap it up. Uh, I mean, the, the big story of the day is poor major shipped off to Wilmington, Delaware, by the way. And if it's Trump, they follow up. They say, how's he doing? Cause I'm going to guess the Biden's just said Wilmington, Delaware. I'm guess he's off to the uh, gas chambers, you know, <laughs> they're, they're done with him. <laughs> it's like, like Paris Hilton with a chihuahua, you know, once it gets a little snippy or once it's uh, can't control its bowels, you know, it's <laughs> off to death row. <laughs> You know, Jerry, there's already a climate of dog violence out there with Lady Gaga's dogs being violently uh, kidnapped. You know, well, and no, they, they weren't violent. They were taken gently by the leash and the guy walking them was shot in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, how are the dogs? <laughs> by the way, I, I, what is, is the FBI on the case? I don't, you can't catch guys who shoot a dog walker, try to kill him. And take French poodles, I mean, French bulldogs, and then all they did was tie them to a pole somewhere and run. They just gave it up. I don't know why. Maybe they thought they weren't going to get the ransom. Maybe they got the ransom. They can't catch criminal masterminds like that. We can't get that guy, those guys in like a day. Isn't there, there's like a $500,000 reward for that guy, right? Isn't there a reward for him? I don't know, but the guy, the, the dog walker is fine. Not that it matters. I mean, really, who cares? The French bulldogs are, are doing great. <laughs> It's just kidnapped. Think of how insane you have to be. We're going to kidnap Lady Gaga's dogs. We're not going to just push the dog walker over or, you know, like <laughs> punch him. We're going to shoot him. In you got to send a message that you're serious. And, and then you uh, say you demand whatever you demand. We don't know the uh, right from Lady Gaga and you hope she pays it. And you know, <laughs> that's your idea of a of a crime of the century. Anyway, we haven't got them yet. We haven't. I don't know when uh, we got a lot of unsolved crimes to get to. We haven't found out who planted the pipe bombs at the RNC and the DNC. That criminal genius with cameras everywhere, witnesses everywhere. He got away with it, apparently. We haven't solved that yet. I think we're still looking to see who put the noose in Bubba Wallace's garage, too. The FBI's got a lot on his plate. But, hey, but, but Jerry, before we move on, we do. It does raise questions, real questions about Biden's injury when he said he got injured because he tried to grab Champ by the tail. Uh, or major by the tail, whichever one it was. Seriously, you wonder, did the dog bite him? I mean, somebody should be asking, and you're right. If it was Trump, you would have Caesar Milan on uh, under the Klieg lights 24-7 for CNN. You'd have actual dogs. They'd be talking to dogs about this. Um, but so far, nothing. I do think that, the, that some in the media, even on the left, are noticing that the old man is... Um, is in decline now. So maybe somebody will uh, I mean, ask a question. It is, and, and I've said this many times, it's like a year ago, I told Colin and he has a job, is to get the Biden gaffe of the day. And it was, you know, I was half kidding, but there's a gaffe every day and he's being shielded, sheltered. He's being protected. What if he were forced, and I think by law, he's forced to give a State of the Union. I mean, technically, I think he could do it in written form, but I don't mm -hmm. think that's acceptable anymore. 
he has to give a state of the union at some point and the people behind the scenes uh the 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 jill dr jill and susan rice and jen pasaki are scared to death they don't they see what we see and more they know it's uh problematic yesterday's gaffe could have been the worst i, I don't know if you have it uh Cullen Aime, but when he's there with the two female generals who we were told you know sources said they couldn't get promoted to four-star generals because Trump didn't want any women, which was just like made up to make him look like a big champion of female generals, but whatever. He promotes these female, he does a press conference. And if you haven't seen it, heard it, it's, and obviously we've seen lots of gaffes. We've seen lots of uh, scary moments where, where Biden just loses his way. He doesn't, he can't remember the secretary of defense's name, a guy he just appointed. And worse yet, we'll play it. And you can hear it. Shattuck, he doesn't remember the name of the Pentagon. It's no. like that place, that the Pentagon. I'm telling you, it's not some obscure office building in the, whatever, the McCormick office building. It's the bleeping Pentagon. Perhaps the, what, third most famous building in, in D.C. and in one of the most... Uh, one of the most memorable buildings in the world, and he can't remember the name of it. This is the man who's supposed to deliver a State of the Union, which takes like an hour or more. And, and I know he's never going off script. I know everything he does is on is written for him. But keep this in mind if you're watching this, if you, if you see this, he's reading from teleprompter. Mm -hmm. He's not uh, winging it. He's reading from a teleprompter, and he can't read the name of the Secretary of Defense. Do you have it for us, Dave? I just want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the Secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about and for recommending these two women for promotion. Thank you all. May God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. He, he has it written in front of him. And he can't get it right. Well, Thursday, and, right? Thursday will be a good test for him. So it's almost like a it's almost like a good strategy to see if he could pull off a State of the Union is to do a prime time address about COVID nineteen. It's a good test for him, don't you think? Yes, and I mean, I yeah. think it's almost in substitute of certainly it's going to delay the state uh, the press conference because he, as we know, he hasn't given a press conference. What is it? Almost fifty days in, by far the longest wait in the last hundred years. I just saw the list. Herbert Hoover waited 33 days. Can you believe that? 33 days for Herbert Hoover. Anyway, most waited. I think Bush was, you know, like three weeks, but Trump was like eight, nine days, and Obama's a week. I mean, it, most guys did it within a week, 10 days. It's 45 days, and the guy who cannot read an announcement in, for, in like a five-minute appearance is going to do a press conference. So says Jen Psaki at some point. And I realize most of the questions, they'll, they'll probably won't even call on Peter Ducey till the end, but most of the questions will be 
pre-planned. They'll have a list of who to call on. It'll be, you know, uh, how's it feel, you know, to be president? Yes. Be, how are we doing in the, the war against COVID? You know, I realized that the previous administration left you, you know, the cupboard bare, but how are you doing, sir? It'll be embarrassing, but it doesn't, I don't think the questions matter. It's not that he can't handle hostile questions. He can't handle any question. In my, I don't think. No, you're right. That's the problem. That's what they're worried about. They're worried about Yamiche Alcindor asking, throwing him a meatball and him meandering into the ionosphere uh, mentally about it. Because I don't know if he knows any of the fellows who work at any of the outfits. I don't. I don't think he's he's got it together enough to survive just a conversation with these with these people. As a matter of fact, if there were tougher questions, it might be easier. Then he could be hostile and call people fat and 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 to ask to get in a fist fight. And he's done that with Ducey before. He goes off script because I always knew that you'd be the one. You're the one who likes to ask those questions because you know yeah. you know you know what? I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Forget I shouldn't. It. No. Yeah, that's what he'll. And I guarantee when he does this, it'll be Thursday. He's doing a. Uh, COVID update, but it's not, it's going to be scripted. He's going to be reading. It's going to be the, everyone on in the white house is going to be on their knees, praying, holding their breath, just get through the sentence. It's going to be uncomfortable, but he'll get through it. It's not a Q and a, but when he gets to the Q and a, there's a couple things you can be sure of. He will catch himself. That's his uh, device. When he loses his way or forgets what to say, he says, Oh, I, I shouldn't say anymore. I'll get in trouble. That, that means I don't know what to say. I have lost my way. The The train of thought has gone mm -hmm. off the track. So a device he uses is, I, I shouldn't say anymore. I'll get in trouble. The other thing he does is say, come on, man. Come on, as we know. Come on, man. Like exasperated that you would mm -hmm. even ask or even go or even expect me to uh, answer that question. Another device designed to just avoid disaster. But I think if you're Jill Biden or whatever, Saki or who, you know, Kamala Harris, oh, she kind of enjoys this, you know, because she's accelerating the process. But if you're on team Biden, you don't know what you're going to do because you know there's no, there's really no turning back. It's, it's, mm -hmm. he's heading down that road and to cognitive decline and it's not going to get better. I mean, you could protect him more and more, I suppose, and you can hope that he gets through these five minute announcements and people say, eh. And, and you could hope that whatever radical policy he pursues will be cheered mm -hmm. by the media so loudly that they won't care what the president says. But it, well, that's the thing. And months, he knows four, that he's six, eight, 10 months, 12 months, six to 18 months. Mm -hmm. What's it going to be like? I don't know. I mean, because because now when he's incapable of answering a question with with substance, he'll start to riff. So so it, it doesn't matter what it is. So, for instance, if he's if they're talking about some kind of LGBT, um, you know, question, he'll veer off of the question and talk about, you know, there used to be a time when you go to a restaurant and the waiter comes prancing over with a lisp and and <laughs> you'd make fun of him. Now I tell the fella, you, hey, listen, horse's tail, don't do that. You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> you, say, you say you go to 7-Eleven, they have funny accents. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Oh, he you just did that. With, he just did that with 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 a uh, Indian Man. talking to the um who's I, the NASA person. He just did that again, saying, "Oh, you Indians are taking over the world." To the pr woman from NASA, for, who was part of the the Mars rover thing. Have you seen when he does a video, like he did a video, uh, I don't know what announcement it was. It could have been this one about the female generals. 
and they can't hide the views, the views, they'll be like 600 views for a guy who got 80 million votes. <laughs> Nobody is, uh, I guess that's, you know, people don't, the his supporters don't want to see, don't want to look at it. And I guess, you know, his people who don't support him don't want to bother to hear from him. So he gets no interest when he does a video and they post it on social media. There's no views. It's remarkably so different from the last guy. But there's another guy. I don't know if you can get this, Colin, but a couple of days ago when he was talking about the economy and he said economists you know, he was selling this pork barrel bill, this alleged stimulus, which is nothing but giveaways to all kinds, to the teachers and to the to the blue state governors and mayors who, who drove their cities into the ground. Mm -hmm. This is a gift from the uh, taxpayers. But anyway, <laughs> he talked about it. And you can find this cut, Dave, because he says um, economists left, right and center. He says it like three times. Economists left, right and center agree. You know, you're supposed to whatever. Uh, Go, spend all this money and he just lost his way for the longest time which is uh i'm committed to pass look here, here's some of you probably economists or college professors or you teach it in school this is the first time in my career and as you can tell i'm over 30 the first time in my career that there is a consensus among economists left right and center that is over and including the IMF and in Europe, that overwhelming consensus is in order to grow the economy a year, two, three and four down the line, we can't spend too much. Now's the time we should be spending. And I mean, even if you don't support him, you kind of hope. I mean, it's elder abuse. I don't like making fun of people with dementia. That's not I've never done it. I'm not going to start now. But. It's uncomfortable, and you just say, "Get through it." And he gets through it, and you go, "Okay, now go now, leave now, go, you know, go, go have dinner." It's, it's you made it through, <laughs> you, you survived another day. But, and I've seen lots of people say this, even you know, even if you don't support them, it is a little unnerving that that guy has the nuclear codes, that that guy could send kids off to war. He's not, you know, all there. No, and it's the last few seconds when he wraps up these briefings. They're not really, uh, they're not pressers, they're just briefings. When he'll start to shuffle off stage, and then he'll shuffle back on stage because he's forgotten his mask, even though he's been vaccinated. That's right. <laughs> and he'll put on his mask uh, dutifully and try to lift up the trapper keeper and usually bobble it a little bit and then look around because he's now been respawned anew because he doesn't know where he is. He'll look around for his precise coordinates as, as to where he's supposed to go as well. And somebody, and they subtly try to, because the staff doesn't want to run over to him because they're on camera, they try to do the, uh, this way, this way over here, the doors over here thing. And it is, it is tough to watch because the, he's, you, you, and you, you put that against what we saw with Trump last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was. Trump is absolutely youthful, full of energy. You, you can't watch it now because it's been banned, the, his speech at CPAC. But That's right. <laughs> man, there is such a difference. There is such a difference. And the, the, even the contrast with, with Kamala Harris, Harris is lucent. She is all there. She's not bothered to learn a thing and doesn't care to. She's uh, ready to assume the role at any time. But yeah, no, he's... um. There's going uh, to be I'm, something that's undeniable that happens to him, and people are going to have to um, 
come to grips with the fact that media and pundits were culpable in this. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. I'm torn again because uh, while I'm not a fan the idea of President Kamala is just so frightening to me. The phoniest thing. I mean, I I, own, I feel like every day I should be apologizing to Liz Warren because I called her the least authentic person in Washington or in the world. And she's a distant second. There's nobody faker, phonier than uh, Kamala Harris. Doesn't have a doesn't have a genuine thought or conviction. It's all an act. I mean, she's 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 like Meghan Markle. It's all an act. <laughs> yeah, well, she's got no discernible talent. She's like Tom Arnold, really, because she just <laughs> her reason for being is to ascend. That's it. And in in California politics, she just descended and descended a little bit more. And now, because where identity is all that matters, uh, you know, she found herself. The times have uh, blessed her, and she's in a in a good position. But who knows? I don't know if what if any principles she holds or what her ideology i mean she was rejected summarily by the voters as we know she didn't even make it to iowa or new hampshire they she got no support she was trailing everybody and she pulled out bowed out you think i think like in december you know the, the primaries are in february she didn't yeah. make, not even close the polls showed her, her internal polls everybody knew she was going nowhere the voters couldn't stand her and now she's uh, right next in line. She's like ascending to the throne any day now. She's like she's like Prince Charles, just an incompetent who's going to be uh, the king of the world. Right, uh, and that just shows you that she was totally, um, totally devastated in that primary by Tulsi Gabbard, somebody who does have principles. You know, which is why you know she's you know she has no close friends in any party because she actually says what she believes, and. Those what she said about Kamala Harris essentially, you know, throwing young black men in jail for weed um, charges, etc. Kamala had no answer to. She's got. She doesn't care. It was the thing to do at the time, you know. Right. But- and she, by the way, she's on the ticket. She's the vice president for a guy she believes is a sexual predator. You know, she believes in a segregationist. Yes, she believes. Right. She believes he's a racist and a sexual predator. She believes Tara Reid. Oh, by the way, Jerry. Oh, you've got a son in college. So, you know, he, the, the Biden signed the executive order yesterday that puts the uh, sex crime tribunals back into colleges. Right. So if somebody. No yes. Yeah, so so if, if anybody listening, watching has a son in college, they can be accused without having the, the accuser having to uh, to even name the charge. They can be accused of a some sexual infraction and tossed by a tribunal, which includes the uh, gender 
um, critical gender studies professor and the uh, the guy who cleans the toilets and whoever else they decide, <laughs> you know, to to man these uh, kangaroo courts. It is, is frightening. Frightening. Yes. No rights. No due process. Um, and it's you know. Uh, yes, and Biden himself could not survive the threshold of, uh, you know, that they use to decide guilt or innocence. But uh, these rules are back and good luck. And this is, well, the only good thing about this is that these kids are are suing the hell out of the colleges. And that's a good thing. Well, while we're on the subject of uh, insane policies uh, from the current administration. I want to get to your take on, on Megan and Harry, cause it's important you know, it's very important uh, that we all talk about these two, these two spoiled brainless brats. But uh, I, I, I got to get to this cause I don't, I know, you know, Democrats, I know liberals, I have some in my family, friends, and for the most part, they're not insane. I mean, my congressperson, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ayanna Presley, completely utterly insane i mean out of her mind as radical as they come everything's a racist everyone everything is racist everyone is racist and she wants to, to you know fundamentally transform the country she doesn't like america she wants a socialist nation she is completely off the rails but anyway i'm talking about just your average democrat and i know you have some in your life too you work with some they but there was a um it was put to a vote, I believe, by um, Ted Cruz before they passed the stimulus question, uh, quote unquote, the, the $1,400 checks, which were supposed to be 2000 but they're 1400 and they're going to illegal aliens and prisoners, literally, you know, felons, murderers, people on death row. Tom Cotton was tweeting about this. Ted Cruz, I believe, introduced an amendment to deny the stimulus money to illegal aliens and prisoners. And the Democrats overwhelmingly voted for it, rejected uh, the, the proposal. So Democrat Congress people, senators want to give money, taxpayer money, and it adds up to billions to illegal aliens, which is bad enough, but people on death row, I mean, Consider this. Consider, um, consider the insanity of this, and and I realize that I they, I can never relate to them. I don't understand. I don't understand who supports someone like Liz Warren or Ed Markey. These, in my mind, are awful people. They they do you know they 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 lie. They pretend they're whatever you know, a, a different ethnicity just to get ahead. I mean, they do things that are uh, uh, duplicitous and, and diabolical, in my opinion. Anyway. You want to see a little, sometimes common sense, because again, these are your neighbors, your friends, your family who are supporting these people, these, these people. Ed Markey was the congressperson representing Watertown when the Zarniev's had the shootout where, where, uh, the, the, the big brother, I mean, where younger brother Joker ran over big brother, killed him. We know the move. We've seen this. We know the story. We've seen the movie. That is pretty real. He was the congressperson representing Watertown when they blew up the marathon, when they injured 260 people, when they knocked, uh, when they blew the legs off of 19 people, when they killed Martin Richard. He knows this. He saw this. Ed Markey voted to give $1,400 of taxpayers' money of 
Martin Richards family's money of, you know, Jeff Bowman's family's money, take their money and give it to joke to give it to Joker, Joker Zarniev, the, the surviving mm-hmm. bomber. He's on death row in Florence, Colorado. He's probably never going to get executed, but whatever he's in prison. And the congressperson from that district and the senator, our senior senator, Liz Warren, said, yes, we want to give taxpayer money. Can you help me get my mind around that? Because I struggle with this. I really do. Yes. I think, again, I got people in my family who vote for these these people, these just awful. If you're voting to give money to Zarniev or to Dylan Roof, you are not a good person. You are a, a diabolical force in, in my mind. Because there's no, I heard this debate on some show on, on Fox, and they said that the excuse they gave was that, that the families, these people, the murderers and the people in prison have families. Well, Joe Karzaniev doesn't have kids. He doesn't have a family support. Neither does Dylan Roof. They don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to take money from a paycheck of a hardworking guy, blue-collar guy, and give it to killers? Well, the one-word answer, Jerry. Okay. Forsooth is uh, the only word you need to know. Forsooth, we failed the Sarnavs. Oh. I can't believe you don't realize this. We failed the House I, of Sarnav. We, we never truly embraced them. I read that in the Boston Globe. That's exactly right. Gish Jen, that's where she used the word forsooth, which is a totally normal people word to use, I think, that uh, you know people who work nine to five every day would understand. But yes, we failed the Sarnavs, and th- this is the the events of the marathon day were a culmination of the uh, un- of the treatment uh, that we uh, put uh, pushed on the Sarnavs for years. We never made them feel welcome. They felt like outsiders. Uh, there was always anti-Islamic sentiment in this country, and right. they were marinating in that culture that we and you, more than me, create uh, cultivated. Right, and so that's what happened. You and I bombed the marathon, Jerry. So don't, but, forget, don't forget the Joker was wrestling in high school and his father never went to watch his wrestling matches. That can warp the mind of a young of a young wrestler. Um, but what would um, I we you and I know lots of victims, survivors of the mm-hmm. marathon bombing, lots of people who lost limbs, you know. I've I talked about it many, many times. Jeff Bowman, Mark Fukuriel, you know, Dick Donahue. We we know these people. We've we've seen them what they've gone through, it not totally, but to a large extent. We've you know read their books and seen the documentaries. If they called up, you know, survivor called up Liz Warren and said, You really voted to give fourteen hundred dollars of my money to Zarniev? And by the way, a logistical question. Uh, I heard Greg Gutfeld ask this. What does a guy on death row do with a stimulus check? Does he like just put it under his pillow? Does he <laughs> spend it at the commissary on Oreos like like OJ Simpson did when he was in prison? I mean, get fat? I mean, what do you do if you're a murderer on death row and they give you $1,400? What do you do with that? I don't know what you can buy in there. I assume it's very limited. Uh, but, but also, was Sarnev's income stream interrupted? Oh, it's a good question. That's true. He was always on the taxpayer dollar, on the taxpayer dime, Section 8 housing, financial aid, welfare, food stamps, the the full Zarniev. And that's something that Liz Warren and Ed Markey uh, support anyway. So even before the, they, you know, they murdered, uh, you know, uh, four people and, and, and blew up, you know, an eight-year-old boy, even before that, they, they were, we were uh, subsidizing them. But it just seems... 
like you can abandon, you could just write off any, any common sense when you say you're going to take it's in this time where people it's, are struggling, people yeah. are unemployed, people are having trouble paying the bills, buying the, the groceries. Those people have to give money to Dylan roof, uh, by the way. And all we talk about is the white supremacists at the Capitol. Not one of those white supremacists who stormed the Capitol supports giving money to Dylan Roof. The people who support giving money to Dylan Roof are Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren and Ed Markey and Chuck Schumer. Those people want to give money to a guy who slaughtered uh, people. But, in a, but also, in not just that, isn't, this, in church. isn't this money meant to be to to pay your bills to live your life? You know, like to pay your bills to stimulate the economy in some sense. Right, you're giving money to a prisoner. Literally, the only thing they can buy is for entertainment purposes only. They don't have any expenses in there, so all they can buy is like, like snacks and and, and books. You know what I mean? Like it's for literally. I, I, I guess, I guess maybe you you do you spend it on 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 junk food. What else? I mean, maybe you buy a deck of cards. I don't know. It's a good question. I'm gonna guess you don't have a lot of options, but someone. And I realize, you know, someone like Sh you, Shattuck, you're a grizzled old veteran observer of politics. Someone had to say to Liz Warren or to Ed Markey or to Chuck Schumer, do you want to go along with Ed Cruz on this? And maybe that's why they won't do it. And give this money to people on death row to give this money to murderers. And they had to say, yes, yes, I do. That had to happen. Now, I realize the media will cover for them. We'll never actually present it that way. But that's what happened. Someone yeah. asked them if they it's, wanted to include killers, and they said yes. Even, the guy, even the guy who worked right. right here in Watertown and saw the carnage said, yes, I would like that poor Zarnia fella. That, that, remember Deval Patrick called them fellas? Those, yes. those, those poor fellas. We want to make sure, at least the one who survived, thank God, make sure he gets the money in on death row. So maybe he can, whatever, buy buy you know maybe he can he i was gonna say he could buy some dr seuss books but that's not allowed he could buy mein Kampf in the in yes. the prison bookstore and and read up but well to be honest jerry you know it's it's just i mean that's washington politics now i mean they, it's not their money it's not costing it marky any any money to do this it's a good big nod to the progressive left the in the squad to say here's our social justice merit badge that we'll give ourselves for this so I assume that uh, we'll we'll be and for actually somebody like Ed Markey, he's, I think he's afraid that one of these people are going to run against him. Um, he's got to be as radical. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the question is, the answer is whatever the most radical position is. Whatever. Yes. You know. Reward the reward the worst uh, actors in society and punish the people doing the right thing Monday through Friday because it's in vogue right now and there's a, a utility in doing it, and so they do it. And they feel good about it, and they have lawn signs that proclaim themselves to be very good people, and it's disgusting. That's why the state is sick. You know, I live, I live five miles really from New Hampshire, where I am, and I'm like, why the hell didn't? What am I thinking, moving this close to New Hampshire without moving to New Hampshire, which is also changing for the worst? But it's right, radical. People like backwards. you move over the border, and they don't. It's like people that move from California to Texas. You know, for freedom, for less tax, and then then they vote for uh, you know Beto. <laughs> they bring the <laughs> they're at you know their their progressive ideas with them, which is a shame. But anyway, not, that's something I Beto's coming back in the news. By the way, Jerry, look for him very soon because he's in charge of gun grabbing. So that Beto's an issue. a moron. He's a moron. But <laughs> if, if you don't uh, realize by reading Vanity Fair, he's also young Kerouac. <laughs> Speaking of you and I, Jerry. 
you know, traveling the country, he learned a lot, and he's learned that he has to grab guns the way um, the way they did in Australia, and he's in charge of that. See, I, I know that drives a lot of conservatives nuts. I'm not a gun guy, so I just kind of observe, sit back, and you know, watch them lose their minds when Biden tries to take their guns. I like it because. You know, it's important. It's the Second Amendment. It's it's their constitutional right, and and, and you know, people like Beto don't care. They they so I'll be rooting for the gun people, even though I don't have a dog in the fight. Um, but I I I'm just I can't get my mind around somebody who wants to do this. I mean, we know if if people understood, and I love when people on the you know like Democrats say. The, the general public overwhelmingly supports the stimulus bill, the $2 billion, $2 trillion pork barrel bill, where they're going to put a train in Silicon Valley and a, and a bridge in New York. And, and I mean, it's just a lot of pork. Teachers are getting mm -hmm. pork. Blue, blue states, blue cities getting the pork. And, and Bailing out say, the private pension systems in 50 yes. states, Sherry. Sickening. If, it if is sickening. Gave, you know that fourteen hundred that that they're giving and people will say, "Oh, thank God, I got fourteen hundred dollars." If it went direct, if this was a just direct payments to people who needed it. The money, <clears throat> the total would mean fifty-seven hundred dollars per person. Fifty-seven hundred instead of fourteen hundred. Nine percent of the the bill is going to people, and it's fourteen hundred. The rest is just pork and and waste and and you know pet projects. And people don't know that. If they knew that, they wouldn't overwhelmingly support it. They overwhelmingly support it because they throw a few crumbs at the uninitiated, the unwashed, mm -hmm. and they say, oh, good, I get money for uh, for groceries. Or in Dylan Roof's chance, he got money for, uh, you know. Well, for Jerry, how about, how about giving thousands of dollars to parents who work for the government if their kids oh. were homeschooled? Or, I'm sorry, had to do remote learning, mm. which just perpetuates, of course, the support by government people for teachers to stay out of school because you're getting paid now. I mean, it is such a, a the the relationship, you know, it just feeds itself. It is like disgusting. What a racket! What a racket! To it, be it, it is, and and they they rely on two things: ignorance of the voters who are busy or busy, you know, watching Harry and Megil, Megan, or mm -hmm. busy watching, you know, the NBA or something. They're not paying attention. <clears throat> that's one and they rely on the utter immorality and corruption of the media i mean you saw ron johnson the wisconsin senator demanded that they read the bill aloud and it's it, you have the right to do that it takes like eight hours it's whatever it is 600 pages and the media attacked ron johnson because he wanted everyone to know what's in it and this this hack phil bump from the washington post tweeted out in the time it takes for them to read the bill, 1,400 people will die of COVID. <laughs> Figure that out. So, I mean, the by the way, the stimulus that uh, Trump, uh, the Trump stimulus that Nancy mm -hmm. Pelosi held up till past election day because she wanted to hurt Trump. I'm going to guess uh, 100,000 people died while that was held up. But who, we don't want to get caught up in, in that. Well, the, the, this that the stimulus that hasn't been spent yet. Right, that's true. So this hack works for the Washington Post. He knows the bill's full of pork. He knows that's why Ron Johnson wants it read aloud. And he says, "Oh no, they're going to find out what's in it. I need to make. I need to go demonize Ron Johnson." So let's see. It'll take eight hours. In eight hours, how many? Fourteen hundred people will mm -hmm. die of COVID. That's how awful <laughs> Ron Johnson is. He's killing old people. Uh, 
just to make a point. That's yes. how corrupt. This yeah. is a, this is allegedly like a a reporter, not even a columnist. This is a reporter at the Washington Post. That's how just unethical and 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 diabolical these people are. That's body counts are back when it has to do with Republicans. It is it is beyond the the pale when you try to do the thing, same thing with Democrats. It is not allowed. But yeah, this bill, this huge bill. Is just it's the fulfillment of every Democratic wish list from the last thirty years. It's a huge Keynesian giveaway, and um, and that's what it is. It's using this this uh, pandemic, which, which I believe also has a, over a half a million people dead. I think using this pandemic to pass yeah, every Democratic most, dream. Most of those were killed by Trump. Come on, be honest. Most of those were on Trump's watch. There's only a hundred and whatever thirty thousand since Biden took office, and he's done everything he could to save them it's different now he still wears um, two masks jerry <laughs> it's different. two masks that's not going to be the law in all these blue states you need two masks to go into public buildings it's just mad even if you're vaccinated uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves if you've ever served in the military law enforcement firefighting or frontline medical communities you are eligible for free membership at govx.com the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. This site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast, easy, and totally free. Become a member today and use Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com, savings for those who serve. This is Denny Somak, host of The Rock Podcast. I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer ever, hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him. And I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids. The first guitar I ever had was a um, Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13. I had never written a song before, actually, and... Uh, so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire. Join me for The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters. From Podcast One or wherever you get yours. We got a lot to get to because you weren't here yesterday. Uh, with, with when And Dave and I had our little disagreement. As I kind of knew, when Megan and Harry went on and lied their asses off, made up story after story. I kind of knew someone like Dave Cullinane would fall for it, you know, fall under the spell of the little princess. The, he's, he's got a soft spot. He watches, you know, Cinderella and Snow White with his daughter. He gets swept up in the moment, the whole, 
you know, the whole aura of the crowd. You weren't, even, you weren't even listening to me. First of all, I call bullshit on her. I was just talking about the reaction everybody had on social media. And I think that whether you like it or not, I think the public here in America is behind Meghan Markle. That's I don't. Everybody, I don't. you said that too yesterday, Dave. You said yeah. that, that, that everybody had this reaction on social media. Like yes. the, the, um, the play the hits fans maybe all had the same reaction. But... <laughs> I'm is, sorry, not the Tom Shattuck's of the world. Yes, we're talking about a small percentage. Well, let me guess. Pat McAfee said it. Pat McAfee, your hero? No, I'm talking everybody. And by the way, anytime you play the mental health card, you're always going to win over the majority of people. What's this? Come on. It's everybody. Yeah, but, she, but Dave, she played every card. Correct. She is a fraud. Yes. This is, it was absolutely. I called her out yesterday. You didn't listen to me. I called her out too. I just def- I was just saying that I think a lot of people didn't agree with us. That's all I said yesterday. But here's the thing: is you know she thinks because she's a, a princess or whatever the hell she is, she thinks she can get away with anything because she's been getting away with it. I mean, you're in that position. You're you're isolated. You're insulated. You think you know you can say it, and she's an actress. You could say things, and no one will check. They'll just say you know she's kind of like a you know being a, a Democrat with the mainstream media. You could say whatever they want and they'll protect you. That's her feeling. She's accustomed to that. So she said things like, you know, made up that story about they were afraid the kid would be too black. By the way, mm-hmm. that wasn't to her. She said that, oh, they said it to Harry and he told me, so it was secondhand. And, and she embellished. The, the alarms were sounding in Buckingham Palace, uh-huh. um, you know, that the prospect that the, the first good-looking Windsor might be born <laughs> for, for some reason. That was remarkable. Can you and imagine? She, you, know, you don't even, I mean, I'm sorry. Do you really look at her and say she's black? I mean, do you really feel like that they would look at her and not see a beautiful? She dark- is far more gorgeous and attractive than any Windsor. These, nobody looks at that their skin color and says, you know, that, that precancerous white, like E.T. in the river skin is exactly what we want. We want to p- perpetuate this for generations to come. No way. <laughs> well, you know, they called uh, Harry aside and said, couldn't you find someone beautiful like Camilla? <laughs> <laughs> or who is, uh, anyway. who is anyway. Epstein's, uh, Andrew's um, wife, Fergie? Um, Fergie, right, right. right. Yeah, it's true. Do you think... Oprah says they have two more hours of footage that they didn't use. Do you think she got to the part about Andrew being a a, a, a rapist, a, a child molester? They get to that part, you know, because he's one of the normal accepted members of the royal family. All he does is uh, is is uh, force himself on thirteen year olds. But anyway, here's what happens: people start checking things because there's a lot of interest in Meghan and Harry. They start checking things, and this is just one story I'm looking at from uh, her half sister Samantha. You know, mm-hmm. Megan has a she's got a kind of a complicated family situation. Her father, by the way, was on Good Morning Britain this morning, refuting <laughs> things that they said, um, and including defending. He was defending the royal family, saying he doesn't think they're racist. Or, I mean, they, maybe they are racists at some level, but do you really think they look at Megan and Harry and say? We don't want to see their kid because he'll be or she will be too dark. I mean, you say, thank God the kid. Yeah. Thank God she's not red and pasty like him. Or yeah. that kid would be hideous. Anyway. Well, thank God some- she's outside of the family, Jerry. The royal family's got um, other issues of, um, you know, of uh, getting married to people t- a little too um, yeah, are they related. She's not his cousin. Like usually right. these, uh, people marry their cousins. See, I can relate. I've married a dark 
a Mediterranean woman. And thank God for my children. They don't look that like me. They don't look Irish. If I had married a redheaded Irish person, my kids would look like me, the poor things. I, I mixed, I mixed the races and they're, they, they, they're beautiful, you know, children. Anyway, thank God. Um, but Meghan Markle's sister, Samantha, she has receipts. You know, Meghan said things like, you know, she hadn't seen her in uh, 20 years. She refuted the claim. She showed pictures of them together 13 years ago. Not a huge deal, but a lie. I mean, Meghan is not telling the truth. Uh, she said that Samantha changed her name back to uh, Markle when Harry, uh, when she started dating Harry so she could uh, kind of glom on the fame. Mm. Again, she proved she changed her name to Markle well before she even met Harry. Another lie. Not a huge it was, it was after She changed her name back to Markle after she got divorced, right? Isn't that what she said? In 1997, long yeah. before um, that, that uh, Meghan started dating the prince. So she says these things and just thinks she can get away with them and because she usually does. I mean, let's be honest, like all rich, famous people. But the thing that I think unless you're totally a, just a brain dead, you know, whatever fan of, of Megan and Harry and swept up in the whole romance of it all. You're listening to this person complain repeatedly about not being supported by the Royal family, not being supported by the, whatever she called it, the firm, the institution. And then boom, if you're on and, and maybe Dave's right, maybe I'm, I'm on Twitter and I'm online and I'm reading and seeing pictures of their $15 million mansion in Santa Barbara with the private beach Mm. And you're saying, wait a second. Then you read this. When he turned 30, and he's only 30, what is he, 36? 35, 36. When he turned 30, he inherited $10 million from his mother's estate. Right. They signed a deal with Spotify and Netflix. It's just like the deal the Obama signed. It doesn't require any work. It's just charity. It's just a gift like everything else in their life. It's a handout for the two biggest welfare recipients in the world, Meghan and Harry. They're fabulously wealthy. Mm-hmm. And how many times in the two-hour interview did she complain about, no, they won't even provide security? If you're an American, you know, working or maybe you're laid off, you're watching this, you go, hire your own friggin' security. You spoil rats. Well, yeah, hold, on, and- hold on. He had he had to go get the $100 million deal from Spotify and Netflix to hire security, right? So the only money he had was the $10 million in inheritance. And that I don't know how much that, how fast it's, that could go. It's not enough to hire a Paul Blart to sit in your driveway? At night, so no one. You yeah, know. and I like how he said that. Uh, yes, he was essentially my dad cut me off, and Oprah said your father cut you off. He said yes. All I had was mom's money. What about <laughs> Harry's money? Is that ever ever a possibility <laughs> that he could go? You know, it, sell widgets or something? Yes, and that's what he's doing. He's, I mean, he's selling his name. His yeah, they're also saying his speeches uh, are a million bucks now, right? He can make a million dollars a speech. Can you imagine? They have so much I, money, and they're complaining. And, and, and by the way, she lied about him not getting a title because, you know, he's part black. The kid, that's not true. He wasn't due to get a title anyway because he wasn't in direct succession or whatever. I heard the whole explanation. He might get a title when Prince Charles ascends to the throne. That half-wit, half-breed is going, uh, you know, Prince Charles, who definitely, his parents were first cousins without a doubt i mean right they were, so, they were probably brother and sister looking at him so they did all this because they wanted to hide from the suffocating public scrutiny oh, <laughs> so now they've moved to southern california and are launching a, a media empire front-facing media empire and they are not going towards obscurity and i also love how she uh 
She said it was all a surprise that this would be this much attention on them. She had no idea. And she hadn't she hadn't Googled him. She oh, never bothered oh, to know. So she go. didn't know. You would think that somewhere in the story of Diana Spencer, um, you know, her end, the end of her life uh, would, would be uh, notable. That uh, public attention and guys chasing her in motorcycles before they wrapped their car around a, a pylon would be something that would jump out at you. But no, she had go. no idea. The, the the biggest lie of all, and I I, I saw this uh, live, and I was I was like, did she really say that? And then I saw it again, and we didn't really get into it yesterday. But the idea that she had to Google the national anthem, she yes. she had it so tough. I didn't even know the national anthem. I had to Google it. She had to learn how to curtsy. Learn how to curtsy. Don't you just again Google that? I mean, how hard is that? And she knew nothing about Harry when she met him. We used to joke about this all the time on my old job because John Henry is the owner of the Red Sox and he's 30 years older than his wife, who's a beautiful woman, Linda Pizzuti. Um, you know, an up and comer, that Linda Pizzuti. And John Henry is kind of a gaunt, you know, kind of pale, older fellow. And we used to joke that when she first met, when they first met, she didn't know anything about him, just fell in no. love. I think that was in that story when she brought a reporter on their honeymoon from Boston Magazine, a friend who chronicled their whole honeymoon. And it was like, I didn't know he was, I didn't realize he was rich when I met him. I just loved, loved the man. And like, sure. She that, didn't know Harry. She just loves, yeah. she always loved redheaded guys with bad teeth. That was her <laughs> That's, that's way more the the John Henry aspect is way more believable than her not knowing who Prince Harry was. I mean, I, I said it yesterday. Prince Harry is like a heartthrob to women, whether you whether you think he's attractive or not. He's not a heartthrob. There's a difference between being rich and famous and actually being a heartthrob. You can't tell me they look at him and say, "Oh yeah, he's gorgeous." He's not. He's rich. He's famous. I don't know. I think women. Well, I mean, he's not literal. He's not literally, but the with the with the the whole picture painted, they are sexually attracted to him because of the entire picture. Absolutely, yes. Well, right. we, and, yeah. and the biggest lie of all is that she didn't marry him for the trappings of no. the, of the crown. That's all that mattered. She wanted to be a queen, a princess, whatever. She wanted to be rich and famous. She she you know. That probably doesn't care about him at all. She knew this was the way to the top. She was a struggling actress who was now one of the most famous and wealthiest women in the world. The idea that she would just really like a simple life, maybe living in New Zealand or Tonga. With she her. likes to rescue things, Jerry. Right. Remember, she rescued uh, factory chickens and a dog from a kill shelter. Well, that's why Oprah, with the voiceover, said, we put on our wellies and walked down to the chicken coop. <laughs> Did you know what, what a wellie was? I had to Google that. No, but I think wellies are you really want to get away from the spotlight and the attention and all the madness, what you do, I think J.D. Salinger did this, too. When he just wanted to get away from it all, he called Oprah, did a two-hour mm -hmm. sit-down. You know, at the $15 million house in Muncetita. Where is it? Monsito? Monsanto? Mono? Yeah, in the most exclusive neighborhood in America, you sit there and you talk to Oprah for two hours about how you just want to get away from it all. They couldn't have found. They looked for a cabin in Idaho, but there were nothing. There was nothing they really, you know, liked that much. Said they got the 19-room mansion in Santa Barbara. The two biggest phonies in the world that made me root for the royal family against these two frauds. Make me root for. Thomas Markle, who looks like he should be living <laughs> in a box under a bridge. By the way, he says he lives 
He only lives 70 miles from them, and he hosts the seat now that they're in Santa Barbara. He lives in Mexico. Is he running away from something? Why does Thomas Markle live in Mexico? That's a good question. I don't I know. I have no idea. Well, she Do you was like the- Mike Lindell. Is he living on the streets and doing <laughs> smoking crack? <laughs> I thought that she weren't they like staked out in Canada for a while? It was yeah, that's, you know, but that's they, over. You know, there was too much attention up there in Canada. You know, there were too many tabloids. So they moved to Cal- Southern California and made a deal with Netflix and Spotify. What frauds. This is totally backfiring on them. I don't care what Cullen Ayn and his, you know, his, the girls in his mother's group, uh, in the you know, his play group. All your, all, I mean, yes, you take shit from people when you have political takes from the other side. But all your followers, when you tweet out shit-talking stuff about Meghan Markle, agree with you. No, that's not true. I got See, I got people a- angry at me because that was my, I was defending the royal family, which I've never done. I still don't think I'm defending the royal family. But if you have to pick sides, I am picking the sides of the, of, and I hate them. But Prince Charles and Camilla and and you know Prince Philip, who's like ninety nine years old, guy World War II vet, fought the Nazis, saved the saved mm-hmm. the empire, and now he has to listen to this spoiled brat actress from Suits. <laughs> I'm picking the side. Essentially, slander the whole royal family because they wouldn't name the person who said they don't want a grandson yeah. who's you know half black. They wouldn't name the person. They just said, oh, somebody in the royal family. So essentially, they they disparaged Prince Philip, who's 99 and dying, the queen, who's 95 and um, eventually dying, you know, but have they have good reputations. Well, not anymore. Not among Meghan. All the fans of Suits and Meghan, they think the entire royal family is a bunch of raving, you know, uh, Robert Birds, you know, Klansmen. Who, by the way, Suits used to be called Mad Men. Who the hell would have ever watched Suits? Suits was a great show. Oh, bull. Suits was a good show. It was. But the thing I'm pissed about most is they actually made me like Piers Morgan, at least for the last four years. He did a great rant. He walked off the set this morning. I don't know if you saw that. uh, Yeah, he stormed off because his weatherman there, like, uh, you know, said, I guess he apparently went on a date with Meghan Markle, according to him, which is probably complete. I'm calling bullshit on this. According to him, he went on a date with Meghan Markle and then he got her in a taxi and she went to the party that he met that she met Prince William at, which I, I'm calling total bullshit on that night. But apparently he went on a date and she never talked to him again. Oh, well, I know. He, he she, was good. You yesterday. think she went on a date with Pierce Morgan because she just thought he was funny and charming exactly. and handsome, exactly. or because he was world famous? You yeah. and rich. You tell That's me. That's why I take the he side of uh, to see, or because he goes to, or because he goes to parties where Prince Harry is. Yeah, maybe it was a way into the room. But all she wanted was to be famous and rich and to be a queen. Now she's pretending. Oh, the trappings of the drug make life so difficult. We're trapped. She's so full of it. Oh, no, I, she, no, I mean, I don't know if you define, I guess you define it as sick. She's sick. I mean, I agree with the sister. Oh, yeah. She has narcissistic personality disorder. You, you know, she said she absolutely does. Mm-hmm. He is being held hostage. Guarantee it. Lock it in. It'll come out from 10 years from now. She right. reminds me a little bit of Ilaria Baldwin. You know, that <laughs> there's a chance that I actually that she believes this stuff, that it doesn't take her much. doesn't take much for her to believe it. He definitely um, uh, Harry is just, you know, he's whipped you know yeah. obviously he's, he's pathetic he is pathetic oh, we've he all likes- had friends like that dave and i were talking friends yeah. like that who right. jump into these horrible relationships and you can't tell tell you know speak the truth around them anymore and they're guys who are just absconded with now he's not right. in charge of himself anymore and he's 
And she, and you know, that between scenes, when they said cut, she absolutely laid into him. Yeah, right. she, ruined, she ripped well, him to shreds. Yeah. Consider what, consider what she did. She went on worldwide TV and said his family, not her family. I mean, his family is a bunch of raven racists that don't want their them to have a kid because the kid's skin will be too dark. That's that's a, a serious charge. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you're accusing someone of one of the most vile things you can be, a, a racist who doesn't want their child to, to procreate with this with this half black you know little commoner that's pretty despicable and he let her do it he he encouraged her to sit there and piss all over his own family <laughs> his dying grandfather i mean he is pathetic you're absolutely right he is not a man he's a coward and and, she, and he's she's controlling him and you know what i bet you know they they only have intimate relations you know when she wants it and they only do it exactly the way she wants it, it believe me he is just uh completely completely led around by the ring in his nose he is pathetic he used to be a a war hero flying helicopters into into mm. battle zones and now he's saying to this former waitress this narcissist you know whatever you say honey whatever you say oh yes oh where you very attractive home. though she is very attractive he probably um, doesn't even want to live in he probably wants to live in the castle with his brother and he probably wants to be over there you know shooting foxes and riding horses and all that stuff they do he doesn't want to be in Southern California, hanging out with Oprah and Gail King and you know Obama. Probably not his thing, but whatever. He well, chose. it's it's interesting. It's like in a hundred years, two members of the royal family each find an American, and both of them get torpedoed by this American. It's like it's an interesting comeuppance. But you've come around, Jerry. You sounded like Bobby Sands yesterday, going after the. Uh, the royals you were um you know to completely right. against the, the whole concept that we supposed to say the king and the queen and the bloodlines i mean it's just disgusting i mean we're so we're, we fought a war over that 240 years ago you think we would have evolved at the point where we laugh at people like this they're playing dress up they're loppers they're no better than a viking man they get in costumes and pretend they're some kind of great warriors or some kind of great monarchs they're just just people who marry their cousins and don't ever experience the real world and and the worst one of all is prince charles that 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 mutant who sits there in his private jets and his suvs and his castles and tells you you got to give up your car to save planet earth you know he, he takes his advice he, he learns from greta thunberg that's how what a moron he is but anyway, we will keep we'll keep track of it. We'll keep track of the royal family and how this thing all unfolds. They will definitely get divorced at some point. Meghan and Harry will definitely get divorced. Just like and his second wife will be just like Prince Charles' second wife. She'll be ugly, homely, and she'll be uh, you know, like on his level. She'll do what he wants. She'll make him happy. Anyway, a couple more quick things. Um I, I know you're a big, big uh, Dak Prescott fan, mm -hmm. Chaddock, so you're happy. That the uh, Cowboys, the Dak Prescott, by the way, last time we saw him, his foot was pointing in the wrong direction. He got seriously injured. He's um, a good quarterback. He's no Patrick Mahomes. Got the second biggest deal in NFL history. Massive contract. He's going to make $40 bucks a year. And uh, Clay Travis makes this observation this morning, and it's a good one. He says the four highest paid quarterbacks in NFL history are black. Mahomes, Dak, Deshaun, and Russell Wilson can woke sports media officially retire the NFL is racist against black quarterbacks narrative? It's not remotely true. The NFL is a meritocracy. The best players get paid, period. 
That is correct. It's been correct for years. But the answer, Clay, is no. They cannot give it up. We've moved to uh, we've moved off quarterbacks uh, and how black quarterbacks don't get a fair shot. We've moved to uh, GMs, coaches, referees. They'll just move the narrative to another area. But it's hard to make the case that uh, there's any you know there's any prejudice or bias against black quarterbacks when the best and these guys and and by the way they all deserve it. I mean they're. I, I would say Dak's the worst of that small group, but he's the latest to sign. That's always the guy who gets paid the most or gets overpaid. Quarterbacks, there's such a premium on them, and I have no problem with that. You know why? Why do you watch football? Why do you watch the NFL? And I'm not talking about, you know, if you're watching your hometown team and rooting for your, your guys, but why do you put on Monday Night Football or Thursday night or watch games on you know Sunday that don't involve your team? Because of the quarterback, right? You watch. Yeah. You, if 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 whatever Seattle's on, you watch because you love to watch Russell Wilson play. If Houston, which sucks, plays and Deshaun Watson's still there, you will watch. You will watch the Jacksonville Jaguars next year. If they're on, you will make an appointment to watch because you want to see Trevor Lawrence. Quarterbacks yep. are the whole point of being a sports fan. Watching a guy do something that he's great at, that's entertaining, that's fun. People can't get enough of good quarterback play. And if your quarterback isn't good, like the New England Patriots last mm-hmm. year, you got no shot. You got no chance. Right. Well, and and I'm your a football, obsession becomes yeah. finding a quarterback. Yeah, I'm a football more of a statistician than anything, I would say. But but there are people who don't even like football that much, and you can still watch Mahomes. I mean, to watch him scramble and break tackles and think in his feet and not dumb, even the incompletion in the Super Bowl, you know, where that well, he threw. It was amazing. Was amazing. The guy is awesome to watch, and it also, you know, it helps that he's got a good attitude and a crazy fiance, fiance. But it's awesome to watch, and these guys, these guys, to 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 watch the best of the best. And I, I think that that, like, it was a two thousand six that it was in the um, Brady and Manning, and did they lose that one or did they win? Anyway, watching these guys and those guys, neither of those guys could run, but watching a really good quarterback is something that's just, you know, watching a spectacle on par with any other spectacle. If, if you know, if a human feed, it's awesome. I, I, I like these guys. I want Dak Prescott to do well. Prescott. I'm, I mean, he's, he's, I think he's going to be great. He's, he's, he's played two pro bowls. He's won one playoff game. He has not gone to that next level that Mahomes level, and maybe he will because he's a great athlete. And there are two things that you have to be if you know if you're going to be a great quarterback. You have to be completely immersed in the job. You know you can't be Colin Kaepernick and you know marching for uh, you know in support of cop killers in the afternoon and then going to meetings in the morning. That doesn't work. You got to be Brady, Manning, one of those guys. You know I assume Mahomes. Who are completely devoted, immersed, and into the job. First and foremost, you know, watching film, whatever, working out, call, you know, texting your teammates like Brady, and here's what we're going to do on Sunday. Just completely in love with the job. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think Prescott uh, qualifies for that. And you got to stay on the field, which he did up until last year, until his foot got bent the wrong direction. He was durable, and I think he's uh, just looking at it now. Yeah, he started every game. Every game, 16 starts a year for the first four years and then got hurt in his fifth year. But he really has one playoff win, and there's a lot of demands, a lot of pressure on the Cowboys quarterback. I like it because, you know, if you gave up on Prescott, you know they'd be wandering the wilderness 
like the Patriots are now for for however many years, trying to find his replacement. It, it looks hopeless for the Patriots right now to find a guy who can, you know, get them to the playoffs, who can win the division, which used to be automatic. But now, you know, the, the Jets... Don't you have the- to break the model now? Without Brady, don't you have to break the model? You, you can't... If you don't have a prodigy qu- uh, quarterback, then don't you have to then spend like other teams? In well, years? you have to find someone else's reject, like a... Mitch Trubisky or Sam Darnold or, or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, which I, I think is, Jimmy Garoppolo is that's that's you got to go all in on that if you're Belichick right now. That's exactly. I think he's the most likely of the guys from the outside because we know Belichick loves him. We know he believes in him, and that's important. So, but they're gonna have to give up a lot to get him. Um, but he's most likely. And you know what? The other teams are just getting better. The Jets have the second pick in the draft. They may get you know, Justin Fields or, or Zach Wilson, a good young quarterback. We know Miami, if they don't trade for Deshaun Watson. And by the way, it seems more likely that Deshaun Watson will force a trade because guys always do. Rarely, if ever, does the team say, suck it, we're not trading you. If it's a quarterback, the quarterback has the leverage. They force the issue. If they force them to trade Deshaun Watts, if he forces them to trade him, he's going to Miami, I think. And then, you know, two is going to Texans and the, uh, and the Texans end up with a couple of top draft picks. That means you would have, you know, Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields, Josh Allen in the division. The Patriots would be, I don't know about finishing last, but they would most likely finish third, well out of the money. So it's a long road back after a 20-year run with a great quarterback. In fact, the best ever. But uh, Can I add in one more reason why Skip Bayless doesn't deserve $32 million? <laughs> it's Jack Prescott because the guy all has right. been all over the place. First of all, he was an asshole with the mental health thing. That was what? A few months ago? Remember that? where he That's called right. Him? That's right. That? And then all of a sudden... Well, you know, he shouldn't have gone public. Dak Prescott went public with his mental health issues. Yep. And he said, if you're a leader, you keep that to yourself. It was... <laughs> Then he says Dak isn't worth the money. Then the next week he says he is worth the money. Yesterday he signs for crazy money and he goes ape shit on Twitter. I am so happy. He's just such a fraud. And the fact that people think he's worth $32 million, they're, they're probably the most insane human beings on the face he of the He just pretends to be yeah. a Cowboys. I'm back on the bandwagon. Thank you, my Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? There are some of these guys that, and Jerry, you would know this. Um, there are some of these guys in in sports media who seem to get paid because they get paid. Not just guys, actually. Even Jamel Hill. She seems to get paid a lot oh. because she gets paid a lot. And Skip Bayless is the same thing. I don't think well, we we asked yesterday, is anyone ever, I don't know when the show is on. I've never watched the show. I've seen clips of it on social media. And I, maybe I've flipped by it when I'm changing the channels, but I don't even know when. I don't even know what it's called. And he gets he gets $8 million a year to do the show on FS1. You're right. It's bizarre, but you're right. Some people get paid, and others don't, by the way. Others that will, will never get paid because they're not, you know, of the right political persuasion. And uh, yes, there's a lot of uh, rejects out there who don't check any boxes and uh, who get canceled and and they got to fight their way back. Unlike someone like Jamel Hill, who just waits for the phone to ring and people like Bill Simmons hire her because, you know, they're afraid the New York Times will criticize him if he doesn't. But uh, that's a story for another day. We got to move here, Shattuck. I appreciate it. 
we were going to preview. We don't have time. We'll do it another day because this trial is going to go on for a while. But the George Floyd trial, is it's held up right now. The protests have begun, but the trial is on uh, on hold as they uh, pick the jury and delay because of the third-degree murder charge, which might get reinstated. We'll see. I don't think the protesters are going to wait. They're not going to wait for jury selection. They're not going to wait for testimony. Stuff is going to burn. Unfortunately, our thoughts and prayers go to small business owners in Minneapolis, people who own bars and restaurants and, you know, whatever, uh, convenience stores and auto zones and Wendy's. You people mm -hmm. are in trouble because if this trial lasts more than like 10 minutes and there's anything less than straight guilty on every charge, people are going to get hurt and it's too damn bad but that's the way it is in america today but yeah no i think that there's going to be civil unrest regardless of the right. verdict it's not right. gonna, it's not going to matter this has been encouraged you've encouraged this you've made it something laudable over the last year and which is one of the reasons why the capital things happen because we've now made it in culture a, a good thing and positive thing to, uh, you know, to trespass, to do whatever the hell you want, as long as there's civil unrest. You know why they're going to do it, Chad? Because it works. They don't go to jail. They get bailed out. If there's any bail at all, the vice president will pick it up. And otherwise, there'll just be no bail. Unlike, you know, Viking Man and the rest of the people who trespassed on the Capitol, they don't do any real time. So why not? No. Why not keep setting fires? It's, yes, it's if there's you know, injustice in our lives, lives, Jerry. If there's injustice, injustice in our lives, we need uh, unrest on the streets. Exactly, exactly. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Hi, Shattuck. That is the uh, host of the Burn Barrel podcast, editor of Lowell Sun, Tom Shattuck. Thanks, Shattuck. Appreciate it. We will do it again soon. Good Look job. To it. Thank you, Jerry. Made Thank me you, laugh. Dave. And let's uh, thoughts and prayers to Major. Let's hope Major yes. is doing okay in Delaware and... Uh, Let's hope somebody told Joe that he doesn't have to go with him. Okay, so you, know, you get to stay, Joe. He has to go back to Delaware. You stay here in the Oval Office. Go ahead. Go ahead. Play with some things on there. All right. Thanks to uh, DCU and Shake Concrete and Allied Payment. Thanks to GovX, our newest sponsor. We appreciate it. Um, we got a big show tomorrow. Big show Wednesday. Hopefully, this is all coming together. It's, uh, you know, Colin trying to put it together. Get us a big-time guest, one of our favorite guests, but we will see how that goes. Um, are you confident, Chad, uh, Cullinane? Oh, yeah. No, I'll lock it in. Lock you it got in. it done? Ooh. You got it done. I'm feeling good. Before we go, by the way, I just want to give a shout-out to Brian Stelter, who does TV the right way, by the way. Right. Yeah, there he is. He in the, uh, in I love it. Yeah, I love everyone's it. mocking him for wearing his underwear on TV, oh. on a Zoom call on TV, but I give him credit for two things. He didn't go full tubing on us, right? He didn't do that. <laughs> But what's with the red socks? With the red yeah. socks? I mean, you got to be comfortable in your manhood. There are sock people out there, Jerry, right. and they love the subtle humor of of their socks. I'm a sock, sock guy. I'm a sock guy, but I wouldn't just go red like that. You got to yeah. have some kind of design. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I'm wearing. He posted this himself. He wasn't caught like Tubin. He did this himself. Yeah. So yeah. hey, he's secure in his Humpty Dumptyness. I guess he doesn't seem to 
mind that the whole world is mocking him. But anyway, I'm I'm here in my underwear and uh, in my. Uh, so, you want to see? see? Do you have no, fun we're socks? We're good. No, maybe next time, Shattuck. All right, let's leave it there. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. You strive to innovate, to propel payments forward. But what if you could do even more, access more people, and add more value? With Discover Global Network, you can. Accepted in more than 200 countries, with over 270 million cardholders around the globe, we help you grow further, faster. As the world's fastest-growing payments network, see just how much progress we can make together. Discover Global Network. Accelerate progress.